Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh. Little mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them vocals. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Yeah. Yeah. What up, what up, what up, dog? Welcome back, people. This is the Rundown Sports Podcast. I am your host, CL. You can find me on Twitter at CL, the main event. A lot of things happened since last time I spoke to you. I know I said I was going to take a minute and try to get back to you twice last week, but it ain't work out like that. But not time for that. Joining me via Hangouts, my co-host for today, got the homie Slim, a.k.a. Easy's Life on Twitter. What's happening, people? How y'all doing today? Shit, man, what's good with you, bro? Man, just living it up, man, at least trying to, man. You know how it is, bro. Just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. What you got going on your way? Hey, man. Sabo, Sabo. Now, I did watch some football this weekend. How about you? Oh, yeah. No matter what happens, you know, last part of the weekend, no matter what happens. I, can you, I ain't going to say classic, but I felt like it was some great football to watch. Like, the Carolina... And San Francisco game was interesting to me because of the fact that you had these young pups getting into the game, feeling like, oh, we can take them because we already took them one time at they crib. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this playoff time, though, this big boy football, ain't no way you can come and just punk San Francisco and you see they wasn't taking that. Now, I don't know what you've seen, but I felt like Cam took a step up. I feel like next year, you really going to have to be watching for Cam because if he gets somebody on the outside for real, it's going to be a problem. Oh, yes. I'm, definitely. That's all he needs, really. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was just thinking that they need to do what the Atlanta Falcons did with Julio Jones and just jump up and snag like the best receiver, but I don't feel like this is the draft to do that. You don't have to with this draft because from what I'm hearing, this is a wide receiver deep draft because I'm hearing about the Saints might take a wide receiver in the first round. It's so good at wide receiver. I believe it's deep at wide receiver, but you, I don't believe you have that one, that one or you know one or two receivers that's just – Dominant from the rest of them, like when Julio Jones and AJ Green came in. That boy Benjamin from uh, Florida State looked nasty, though. Yeah, he was nasty. He got the body, you know what I'm saying? He has you no know, the frame. Bro, he makes the plays, though. And he does, but we all go, we all know this doesn't always translate to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Look at Kenny Britt. I don't know. Britt just looked good in the uniform to me, 
and he ain't really show it. Like it was just the body type and the fact that he was using that athleticism to his advantage in college. I ain't really see him making some of the athletic plays with his hands like I see with Benjamin or like I see with Michael Crabtree because I felt like he was a top five pick. Who? Michael Crabtree. Michael I didn't, Crabtree was a top five was pick. Was he five? Where he went? No, I'm saying he was supposed to be the Oakland Raiders, the dumbest team in history. That's they right. They, Hayward Hayward Bay, Bay right before over, him. over this guy. I don't even think it was right before him. I think Michael Crabtree fell down the, the, the leaderboard. I mean, the draft board. I'm sorry. I got to find out where he went, but I, I think it was like eighth or something to San Francisco. I'll check it out for you. But, but yeah, at the same time, that was like the dumbest thing that the Raiders could have ever, ever did. Like it didn't that, even that was one sense. of them Al Davis moves where he was like, you know, he got the speed. He's running 4-2. We got to have him. Yeah, right. Let's win, baby. He ran a 4-2 right out of Oakland. He's, he's so sorry, man. And I'm like, they're trying to replace him with Derek Rogers at in Indianapolis. Man. Well, Damn. I'm like, I, I got a little personal stake in that because I was watching Derek Rogers at Tennessee back when uh, my cousin was there in his freshman year. So I, I'm i like, dude got some talent, but I ain't think he could just overtake somebody like Darius Hayward Bay like that. But let's get back on track. What, what do you think San Francisco – has over uh what's up hold on yeah i mean i can cut this out it's nothing oh here you go all right bruh now what i'm about to say get back on track you were saying about Carolina, and you think they need to make that Julio Jones move, but I don't feel as good about that as you do because, as you can see, Atlanta, it has a depth problem, and that comes from that Julio Jones trait. But at the, the same time, Carolina does not have that depth problem on defense. They have that depth problem on offense is what they need, and they already made the offensive line moves last year. With Khalil, true, but you I can't. feel like that's all they really need, and maybe a, a tighten tighten up a little bit at cornerback. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, I feel like that's all they really need. Their front seven is nasty. They got the safeties. They yeah, make, but they, they, they're so young. Oh my bad, my bad. Go ahead. You you straight? I just like I said, I don't know about trading up the farm to get somebody that high. You wouldn't feel more comfortable like trying to get a free agent or trading for somebody like Seattle did when they got Percy Harvin. Even though it ain't really worked out this season, you knew what it could be when you add that piece. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a better route. You know what I'm saying? That's always the better route when you're trying to build, to trying to get somebody out of free agency. But at the same time, who's coming out of free agency that, that's not going to be another Steve Smith on the other side, you know what I'm saying, on their way out? Like, who's going to come in and be able to be there for the next six, seven years and build with Cam? It's not about somebody that's going to be a free agent. If you're making a trade, it could be somebody that's a year or two away from being a free agent or a restricted free agent, you know, and somebody that's not making a lot of money, especially if the situation was sour for some reason. 
Oh, I can't think of a situation off the top of my head that might fit that description, but I would have said last year, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, that would have been somebody I would have tried to target, and like I would give up two first round picks to get Larry Fitzgerald. You know, I'm not giving up two first round picks for a prospect right now, especially when the draft is so deep. Yeah, especially this year. Now. Let's talk about the other game real quick, and we're going to get back on that because um, I want to talk about this coaching stuff because I'm looking at uh, Sports Center right now, and they're talking about Caldwell to the Lions, and I just want to cry. Yeah, I'm looking at that, too. I feel like that's just going to be a disappointment. Like, why give like, up Jim, I I, Jim Schwartz <laughs> for him? Like, that, that'll that make me cry, bro, if, if, if Detroit Lions go to Jim Caldwell because I ain't like him in Indianapolis. But let's talk about Denver a little bit. Handling San Diego. Pretty much had them shut down for a minute. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, almost had some bolo tie magic at the end, but, you know, really? it manages too much. I, I give it. I give Peyton Manning his due. You know what I'm saying? He, he did that. But at the same time, if the play column was better for the Chargers, they could have had that game a long time ago. They probably could have because when they switched the offense, they got in the game, they probably should have made that switch a little sooner. And it was kind of like too little, too late at that point. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you was not supposed to let Peyton Manning get that third and 17 to end the game. You supposed to get nah, better than Philip Rivers. But homie said that, that was the the best call at the best time. Uh, I stay still was not supposed to let that happen. That was like the um, didn't that happen to him last year with um with Ray Rice to get the, the um the Ravens to the oh, playoffs. Yeah, what was that four for twenty seven? They just couldn't close it out again. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Chargers. That's right. Oh my gosh, they probably got a highlight reel of plays like that. We're gonna have to look it up and see how many miracle plays. The Chargers got on them to, like, lose games. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was enough, we're going to have to holler at Bill Simmons for, like, a 30 for 30 on that. <laughs> oh, man. It's got to be horrible. <laughs> it's got to be horrible. Oh, and another thing I'm looking at, I'm just scrolling down, look at the free agents, you know what I'm saying, and a video pops up right here. How do you feel about your boys, Method? I don't even want to say how you feel about your boys. How do you feel about your, about your boy, Michael? I mean, Marquez hosting, throwing the ball <laughs> at the end of the game. Hey, I was going to get to that game last. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolled since up you on brought the page, it up. Man. It rolled up on the page. Since you brought it up, <laughs> I mean, it just looked like a brain fart. That's all I can say on that one, man. It just looked like he wasn't thinking. It just it felt like, you know, I thought he was going to either turn and go out of bounds, but I didn't feel like he's going to throw a ultimate frisbee type pass across the field. He was supposed to go directly out of bounds. It leaves eight seconds left on the clock. With eight seconds left on the clock with Drew Brees and Sean Payton's mind, that could have been one more play to the sideline. And then one last dish to the end zone or a trick little play to, you know, whatever, to the end zone. 
Right. I thought we was going to have one more play. Like, I literally did not think that was going to be the ending to the game when Drew Brees threw the ball to Marcus Colston. Mm, he proved you wrong. <laughs> yeah. That I was ugly. That one. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The Saints played tough defense all that game. Russell Wilson had another bad game. I'm not even going to say bad. He just had an average game. You know what I'm saying? He had a bad game, bro. Little, I mean, <laughs> bro, he was 9 for 18. Was, that was like 50%. They're garbage, bro. I'm like, who throws the ball 18 times? Well, you got Marshawn Lynch, you know, running that rock like you had, like he has all season. I mean, you don't really need much out of your quarterback. It is what it is. I think Brady you play ball control. I think like they kept the ball out of Brees' hands for that. Bro, I think Brady threw more than eighteen times. Well, that's Tom Brady. Bro, look, look, look at Blunt. Blunt like went crazy. Blunt went absolutely okay. nuts, and he threw the ball more than eighteen times. I believe. I'm not gonna say he did, but I believe he did. Well, I know for one thing. Seattle, they had a lot more, uh, I say a lot less time of possession. And they had a lot more opportunity to be close because, you know, Ingram turned that ball over and gave them beautiful field position right there, damn near in the red zone. Was it in the red zone? I don't even want to think about that shit. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like, so he didn't have to do much. To even win the game because Marshawn Lynch was carrying the ball and they just didn't run that many pass plays. Really, really, they didn't run that many plays, period, if you really look at it. They didn't. So that's why I'm not – that doesn't concern me. Like, that doesn't concern me going forward. The only thing that concerns me is the fact that San Francisco got a better offense than Seattle. And I think they probably going to win. So San you think San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco is going to win. Yes, I think San Francisco can go up there and beat them because, like, you look at that team just top to bottom, bro. Like that's the strongest team in the NFL. Yeah, it is without a question, bro. Like without a doubt, that is the strongest team, one through twenty-two, more than anybody, bro. And I don't think it's close. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm really, really hoping that the 49ers lose, and I'm really, really hoping that the Seahawks lose. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I really, I really want to see the Seahawks win more than the 49ers, but at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. Like, the 49ers are really strong. Really, really strong, but at the same time, the Seahawks are really, really strong. Like I'm trying to think of a weakness on either side of the ball, and I can't find the weakness. The one weakness is the fact that if uh, Seattle really needed to get vertical, they really couldn't. Like if you force them to make to play a vertical game. I don't think they can outlast San Francisco because you look, they got Crabtree, Bolden, 
Davis. Like, okay, okay, I I, I dig that. I dig that. That nucleus is too strong, and like you know, you probably because they defenses probably cancel each other out. So it's like who got more playmakers on offense? San Francisco. But I don't feel like that's what I was just about to say about the weaknesses on the defense. I believe that Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate, yet they're not premier receivers, at least not yet, because every time I feel like the Seattle Seahawks don't have a receiver to throw to, Russ Wilson puts the ball in the air, and one of them receivers get up and make a play every single time. This is, That's true. And, like, I'm not going to lie. The nigga Doug Baldwin is probably good for four catches a game, terrible for you in fantasy, but the four <laughs> catches really going to count in the game. I noticed that. So, And at the same time, when you look at the defenses, I like Seattle's cornerbacks better than San Francisco San Francisco cornerbacks, and I, I feel like that mm, I feel like that the um, Seattle cornerbacks can hold tight with Michael Crabtree and, and Bolden and Davis, but I feel like I might give the edge to the Seattle receivers over the cornerbacks for the Niners. Uh, okay, you have a fair point there. We don't have to. We don't have to do a little whole little preview for that. Um, then we talk about all the games. We, did we just like gloss over them real quick? We missing. The, um, we didn't talk about the Patriots game real quick. Are we? Yeah. I'm gonna wrap this up. We didn't really talk about the Patriots game. That's true. I'm trying to think. What does there really be said about them Patriots except, like... Except I have some... It's not really about the Patriots. It's about Blunt, okay? And then it doesn't even go back to Blunt. It goes back to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay has this, this little thing going on where... They get a running back. The running back turns up for a year, year and a half, and then disappears. Stay tuned. And emerges somewhere else. Since Cadillac. Cadillac had one good year with with the Rams and never seen him again, but he still emerged somewhere else. What is it with these Tampa Bay running backs? Like, what what happened to Doug Martin this year, even before he got hurt? Same thing on the Google Plus. I don't know, bro. Like, like that's three eight five. That's pretty nine, eight, weird. Like now that you say that, and I'm thinking that's about L-E-G-G-R. it real hard. I'm like, Y'all like I don't, yeah, down, I don't that think Doug Martin's like gonna be good anymore. Like I don't say that he he doesn't have the, you know, he's not a good player. IPhone, but I just feel like, iTunes, well, I can't say that. You know, what I'm saying iPads, they haven't changed coaching or anything. IPods, but I just feel like he's not gonna be that effective as people think. So they have to get the premier back and turn him into a. I, I appreciate the love y'all showing me on Twitter. I don't know about that, bro. Cause uh, I watched Doug Martin in college. Don't ask me why, bro. But I ended up watching a lot of Boise State football, and bro got skills. Like I was excited about him when he first came in the league because I was like, dude is pretty versatile. He's an every down back. I was like, if he gets in a good situation. He should flourish. And coming into his rookie season, he had just that. He had, you know, a what we thought was a competent quarterback, a decent outside receiver to take some attention off him, and they were building up their offensive line. They had went and signed Carl Nix. I'm like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be successful in the NFL with that situation. 
Now, what is coming into next year? I don't know, but I don't feel like there he won't be in, he will be ineffective for some reason other than like some incompetence on offense. I think that will hold him back more than his skills. Um, I just feel like, like I said, I don't feel like he's a bad player. But I feel like he's one of those players that now that you're not taking nobody off surprise, off guard anymore, you know what I'm saying? You're easy to stop. I don't feel it's the same. Like, I feel like Doug Martin in a few different situations right now, you know, I guess you could say at least what I've seen of him pre-injury, he would be, you know, that guy. You wouldn't be saying that about him. I mean, he like, didn't. I had him on my fantasy team. You know, I had him on my fantasy team. I know you had he him on your fantasy team. Anything this, this year, but bro, that that locker room was a mess. You know, the offense was not clicking at all. You know, it was it was too much going on, bro. Like your boy, I think it was either Knicks or somebody had staff infection down there. Like half the team had it during spring training or. Not excuse me, not spring training, but um during camp, and like you know, it was just something weird was going on in Tampa last year, and <laughs> it just like just from that staff thing on, like I kind of had my eye on them, like you know, like how the hell everybody in the NFL locker room gets staff, like. How you know somebody either not cleaning like something is not thorough there? That doesn't just happen. Shit, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading too much into that, but that was like the first thing that just you know it's like, huh? What what what's going on with with Tampa? Why they <laughs> five six niggas missing practice because they got stabbed? I'm like, and then the whole Shiano and Josh Freeman thing and. Yeah, just from there, bro. Like it just ain't feel good. I don't feel like they should. But, I don't feel like they should even let go of Shano, man. It, bro. He ain't really have have it cut for the NFL like that. I'm telling you, whatever he was doing, it was. I don't know. I think it was. It wasn't the right type of program for an NFL team to be responding to, especially coming from uh, the previous coach. But uh, back to. Blunt and Tampa Bay and all that because I thought you were going to say something else because how the hell the Patriots got Legarrette Blunt and like a key to lead for free from Tampa Bay and both them dudes is going ham for the Patriots like what they doing down there that's what I thought you were going to say. Uh, I forgot about to leave. Yeah, it just it just wows me that they just let a lot of talent like that almost look like some shit Atlanta would do. Yeah, I mean some shit Atlanta done did. Like I'm never gonna forget how we got rid of D'Angelo Hall. I I went I went to sleep and woke up this morning. I'm like, what happened? I know that hurt. Y'all y'all kind of was. Y'all kind of was like taking on his personality on defense. And uh, I don't know. Maybe y'all just, maybe it was an Arthur Blank thing. or I don't know, bro. I can't explain that one. But uh, the boy Blunt, he is the story of that game. 
yeah, four touchdowns. Just absolutely running over, through, untouched, you know, every which way and variety. But that was nothing that I didn't expect from the uh, Patriots because what's the one thing that's the problem with the Colts? You can run on them. You've always been able to run on the Colts. And I think a lot of people really got into their feelings about Andrew Luck and was taking them this weekend, and I'm like, you stupid. Because he going against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And did y'all forget, by the way, uh, the coach still rebuilding. Like, they're overachieving right now, even getting to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, that defense, when they got it, was a mess. They converted it to a 3-4, and they still ain't got the linebackers for that defense. They just installed the defense, you know. They turned Mathis into an outside linebacker. That's a rebuilding defense. And not to say that he's not having success. Which he is. He is because, you know, as you can see, he can adapt because he's he's a professional football player. Now, but they still need some of that young, what I'm going to say, SEC talent because that's where you want to get your linebackers most of the time. Get them out of the SEC. They usually be ready. Ask Bill Belichick. <laughs> but uh, that is true. Once they do that, once they do that, then they'll be all right. So that wasn't a surprise. Anything else you want to say about that game? No. Moving on, we're gonna get into some some of these quick hit topics because we went a little long on that. Now. Clip of the week goes out to one Dennis the Rodman or Dennis the Worm Rodman. Excuse let, me. Let, let me tell you something. Let, let, let me tell you something. Hold on. I got this. I got this. I got this. Let me tell you something. Your boy sound like he on drugs. What? <laughs> Your boy sound like he on drugs. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> no two change. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the hell was that before I seen the video people was like it sound like he was reading it off some no it sound like he was on drugs I swear it sound like he was doing a WWE promo getting ready to come back like when I heard it I thought he was announcing that he was coming back (laughs) you gotta challenge somebody for belt Like, I thought he was coming back, like, on Royal Rumble because I knew that shit was coming up. And I was like, oh, he talking about going to Korea with the basketball. I'm like, no, he not. And um, shout out to 92.9 The Game down here, but I heard him with a morning show. They put it behind the the Steve Austin theme music. Bruh, you can use it. (laughs) It sound good like that. It sound perfect like that, but... I feel like uh, how Jalen said when uh, you talk to your significant other and you tell them, you know, I'm finna go do this peacemaking mission to play basketball in North Korea and it's headed by Dennis Rodman. It's almost like you got to hit the brakes. And who were the other guys thinking even going over there? It's got to be about the checks. 
Because that's what they said. It's got to be a nice amount of money to go over there because we're not well liked over there as Americans already. And you go over there playing basketball like with Dennis Rodman. It's like it's just not a good look all the way around. Ugh. Unbelievable situation. Right. You know what? I'm going to have a little something more to say about that. Y'all check on the blog for that. Now, some other news that we had go down. Like, I just checked out this little A-Rod story. Like, I wasn't plugged in on it. Like, I knew about it and the whole biogenesis and Anthony Bias thing. But I didn't know that uh, Major League Baseball was meeting this dude in the parking lot at some restaurant giving him 100 bands in a briefcase talking about where your documents. Yeah, and I was looking at that, too. You don't have to pay me more than a hundred bands to get these documents, just like that. <laughs> but a hundred bands, I'm like Alice Rodriguez was trying to get dude in Colombia with I don't know how much money, but they was offering to go hide him out while everything blew over, and he turned that down. So I don't really know where his allegiance is at, but apparently it was past the fact where he could get more money out of. Rodriguez and uh, I don't know I think I was reading something wrong but it, it it sounded like there was like some threats or something or nigga was trying to get at his girl or some shit like that but it's this is some real like behind the scenes like movie type shit going on here yeah, I mean I really don't have too much to say about it he's still getting money he's still getting paid did you hear the interview I saw some of the interview I did see some of the interview like I they was playing some of it on the radio, and I'm I'm listening to dude, and like the fact that uh, sixty minutes acknowledged the fact that he's a heavy drinker and smoker tells you a lot. Like this isn't the best dude, and it's like, like how the hell did this dude become like, you know, the number one guy in steroids and baseball, like. You know, and then on top of that, the dude was acting like he was running a legit clinic. Like, nothing about that dude, the way he looked, said legit. And then I just don't like the fact that, you know, when the chips is all the way down, niggas is talking. So that just goes to show you when that shit go down, no matter how many people is involved, niggas gonna snitch. Every time. It never fails. Never fails. Especially if they head is on the line. You're dead. You can forget it. But uh, let's move on from that. We talked about some of the NFL coaching things that I'm just looking at on the screen right now. It's a Monday night. It's, well, I guess it's officially Tuesday now. And I'm looking at some things on the screen, and I'm seeing Wizard Hunt going to Tennessee. I'm a little disappointed because I wanted him to be the coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean that's that's what made sense. But now that I sit, but now that I'm sitting back and really looking at it and looking at like how he positioned himself, I feel like he took the best job for him. You know, what I'm saying he has Chris Johnson, he can make it something. I feel like I, I like Jake Locker. He could have had Reggie yeah, Bush. But he could have Chris Johnson. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I give you the whole Megatron Matthew Stafford thing, but Reggie Bush to, Re- to Chris Johnson, I, I don't feel like it's even a comparison. Like, I, I really, if, if you, I know, I, if I, I, this is what I feel like he's going to do. I feel like in the draft, he's going to get that receiver that they need. Jay Locker to me is a younger, just a, just as much gunslinger as Philip Rivers, and I, and I feel like he picked the Tennessee Titans. Another reason because of their division. If he went to the Lions, it was going to be a tougher true. battle each year. You got a good point. Each year, man. I believe it was going to be a tougher battle for him to get to the playoffs or even the Super Bowl. Him going to the Tennessee Titans and him having the, the few pieces that I said, you know, I feel like he has every year right now anyway, he has a fighting chance of still being the number one seed. Well, not number one seed, I'm sorry. Number one in that division. Now, yeah, because that division is pretty much up for grabs every year right now. Like, Andrew Luck could be the new Peyton Manning and lock this shit up every year, but Houston is not far from them. And Tennessee is not far from them right now. So it's not like it's not impossible for them to overtake Luck. Nobody has this shit locked down. Oh, and I'm about to say Jacksonville is just a non-factor at this point. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, I can't say that. It hasn't happened yet. I hate it. What are you saying? What what you talking about, You say it's non-factor. But... Like as of yeah, right as now, of right they're, now they're not a factor. But I like the idea, and it looks like it might be pretty much certainty of Blake Bortles going to Jacksonville. Oh, I like that. Oh, I can't wait for next season. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, I like I the know, kid. Man. I like him too, but I've tried not to get caught up in the hype. I'm gonna check him out at the combine, but uh, that's that's not that's not even. Near what we're talking about. Let's get back on these coaches. Um, so you're liking the Wizard Hunt fit. I'm a little iffy on it, but I can see why he would do that. Now, I said I would like it, liked him to go to the Lions, but now it's looking like they're talking about some Jim Caldwell. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I'm, uh... I'm like, I'm sad on the inside for my inner Lion fan. But not even him. They talking about Mike Munchak, Munchak too. Like y'all should have kept Jim Schwartz. I don't, I don't feel like Jim Schwartz was a bad coach. He was missing something. You know what I'm saying I'm not gonna say he was the best. He was just missing that it factor. Nah, but like, he's probably a better like coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he's one of the type of coaches that you need on your staff. But he's not the type to be the CEO. Of the football company, which is the Detroit Lions, and that's what you need to be. Not even in a, a personnel sense, but you know, like people didn't feel like Jim Schwartz had a handle because they were so undisciplined. And it's like that's coming from coaching, you know, all the way around, whether it be penalties, false starts, offsides, personal fouls, and then even the play of Matt Stafford. You know, all of it could be described as undisciplined. And that's just an effect of coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, I still feel like 
Jim Schwartz is a better candidate than the two candidates they're looking at right now. He's better than, than Jim Caldwell. I'll give you that. Even though Jim Caldwell went to a Super Bowl, yada, 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 he won a lot of games. He had Peyton Manning, and you see one year without Peyton Manning, and he can't hold it together. At all. So don't give me that. You know, he won a bunch of games. Oh, he got Flacco nips to the No. Flacco got hot for four games. And I love the fact that uh, Skip Bayless is calling him Fluco because that's exactly what the hell it was. You're never going to see that from uh, Joe Flacco like that again. Oh, I told everybody that. I told him as soon as he got that contract. That was, matter of fact, before he got the contract, so I tell him that Joe Flacco was not that guy. Like, he's not a $100 million guy. Like, that dude straight got the Super Bowl, and they kind of like, well, we got a ring. We got one. So, here you go. True. They kind of just had to take that one in the ass. Just, ugh. But it's all good. They'll learn. But the whole league will learn. You know it. But I don't want Caldwell coming near there. Like now, Munchak is—he's interesting because he has a great reputation as a coach. I'm just not sure how or what capacity do I want him as a coach because everybody's trying to get him to be their O line coach. He's like the most sought after O line coach in the league right now. Because he coached Tennessee's line, he was a lineman there. Like, that dude is an, an expert lineman. So, he's well sought after, and he has that, that I guess, that those coaching uh, qualities about himself, you know, that, that GMs like, and they feel like they can trust the head coach position to this type of guy. So I could see why they would go that direction. But I won't – I don't know. I want somebody that's, you know, either a guru on that offense or somebody that brings a tough-ass defense. Like, I want Mike Zimmer. Yeah, that would be nice. I want him in front of that Detroit defense and really get them dudes playing because I felt like that team would totally change. Yeah, I like that. That sounds good, but hey. Now speaking of them uh coordinators from the Bengals, the boy Jay Gruden got the job over in Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean I like I like it. You know what I'm saying? I can't I don't really have too much to say about it. I, I like I'm I'm happy for Gruden, you know what I'm saying? He got a head coach job. I feel like he's in a nice spot, you know what I'm saying? Got a nice quarterback, something nice to start off with. To me, that's just more of a situation that we're going to look and see. Now, how do you feel about that? Only been able to get one passing touchdown with Andy Dalton in three playoff games. I mean. Is that an Andy Dalton thing? Yeah, that's, that's totally Andy Dalton. Like, you look at the games and. Jay Gruden doesn't throw the interceptions. <laughs> like he he makes the plays, and every just about every time when you replay the play or you look down, you you just dissect the play. 
it's a bad throw on Andy. It's a bad read on Andy every single time. And Andy even owns up to it. You know what I'm saying? He's not doing the RG RG three, blaming it on everybody else. But you can clearly see that it's on it's on Andy. Andy has to make that make those changes. Okay, now, do you think that Jay Gruden's resume was the lowlights from Andy Dalton for the last three years? And to say, look, we won a whole lot of games with this dude. What do you think I could do with RG three? Yeah, basically, you know what I'm saying. I believe that's that's it. I believe that's, that's basically what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They see, okay, you did this with Andy Dalton. Like, dude, we, we I'm, like I'm winning like 10 games every year with this dude. Come on. Yeah. Like, I can do this. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little optimistic. I'm hoping that, like, a fresh young mind will be just what Washington needs, RG3 needs, because from what I'm hearing – on the inside track that Mike Shanahan's, you know, message, oh, we're going to out-execute everybody, you know, if you just uh, not so much just do your job, if you just execute, 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 are you executing right? You know, one of them, like, you know, real stiff dudes, not not really coaching the young guys up. And, you know, nowadays dudes, they get coached up, uh, you know, telling them, like, dude, I believe in your talent, like, you know, I'm here for you. Like, they they need that, you know what I'm saying, a little more than just that. And that was coming from um, Chris Cooley that was there for a couple years. And then, you know what I'm saying, now he doing radio. Yeah. And he just, you know, that's what he was, that's the vibe he was getting from it. So, I feel like, you know, you get somebody young in there that's going to know how to coach these guys up. I don't think they'll have any problems. So I'm I'm gonna keep my eye on that situation. Okay. Now do you feel like there's a third coach out there right now being looked at? Because there's only two head coaching jobs available. Who did Minnesota get? I'm sorry, it's three. I'm about to say, I know you knew about Cleveland, Detroit. I don't know, man. I really got to keep looking out there because I don't really know too much about the coaching circuit, who's the hot guy. All I want is somebody fresh to get a chance. Like, I'm sick of these retreads and sick of seeing these dudes go from place to place, and it don't really be about nothing. That's, like, why I don't want Jim Caldwell. I want somebody that ain't never been an NFL head coach. Like, it's time for new, new, new. Can't you tell, like – the quarterbacks coming in, these are new type of quarterbacks that we ain't never had in the NFL on a consistent basis because we didn't have some of these, you know, fast quarterbacks, but only a few really could be successful because they had all the tools. Now they coming in and they got all the tools and they athletic. So it's like, let's get new quarterbacks, new coaches. Let's make this new NFL, whatever it's going to be, from here on out, let's not like forget all these retread guys. Let's stop. That's just the only thing I want. We all know that's not gonna happen. We gonna see, man. And on, they still on, they still trying to get folks at the broadcasting booth to come coach. Man, that's just crazy. Like 
All right, now to just get off the subject for a minute, man, I just had this on my mind, bro, but, like, going into the Super Bowl, which I think is going to be, like, Denver, Seattle, is, like, I want to see, like, nigga like Russell Wilson get a ring, but then it's, like, at the same time, like, I would like to see Peyton Manning get another ring so we can stop talking about him so goddamn much. Well, yeah, that's why I want I want Peyton Manning to get the ring. You know what I'm saying? I want Russell Wilson to go to the Super Bowl just so he can taste it. You know what I'm saying? He'll be back. He'll be back. But yeah, I want Peyton Manning to win that thing. But right. that's it. As another, why question, do you want Peyton Manning to win? I feel like I'm just tired of talking about that. Oh, he just never comes up big. Like he, I, I feel like he deserves it again. You know what I'm saying? Like this, they finally he gets with a team or a general manager or somebody that's like, let's put these pieces around you, Peyton. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's make this about you. Let's let you go out there and let you do your thing. Even in Indiana, he had the Marvin Harris and the Reggie Wayne, but it's like they never really wanted to build the offense piece for piece from from receiver one to receiver four, two running backs. All around Peyton. Yeah. And now he has the pieces. I want him to like he want I want him to show him like That's what he can do. This is what I can do, man. That's what y'all should have been doing. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like, but I don't know, like I just listen to like so much sports talk and it's like always comes up as a conversation. Like some of them be legit, like good discussions. But a lot of the times it be so repetitive. I'm just be like, y'all stop. Like LeBron, you know, it's the same thing with LeBron. I don't know why everybody was waiting to for LeBron to just keep falling on his face. Oh, he's just not clutch. He can't come up big. Like, yo, he just ain't win this year. Like the dude gonna win one. Just give him a a, a year. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's. That shit is crazy to me. Like, all these quote-unquote narratives, like, that's the new hot word this year. Like, 2014, we got to find some new words to use besides narrative. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what's some of the other words we need to kill off this year? Like, I keep hearing them. Legacy. Uh, What else? Everybody wants to talk about the... uh, what you call that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, dog. I'm trying to think. It's so tip my tongue. But, like, you know, it's just like anytime the, the media really start getting picking up on stuff, everybody says it. You know, everybody trying to, like, outdo each other. Yeah. Now, do you see um, if San Francisco doesn't get to the bowl, and they don't, if they don't even get to the, if they get to the bowl and they don't win it, do you see San Francisco making it back this far again next year? Tell you the truth, bro, I don't see why not. Like, San Francisco is going to be dominant for a while because, like, I want to say almost all them linebackers is on, like, they second contracts right now. Like, everybody's paid already. And uh, except Kaepernick, who's still on a rookie contract, and as long as you got him on that, you're gonna be able to keep a lot of dudes on defense. 
So you don't think you think they'd be right back in the same position? I don't see why not. Like as long as they be healthy, there's no reason why they couldn't be because they're built for depth. Like the only thing they gotta really do is build up a little more depth at corner. But that's what everybody's trying to do because it's such a passing league. So everybody wants good corners. But other than that, I can't really tell you why. I mean, why not? Why you don't feel like San Francisco could be right back in the NFC Championship game next year? Like, Well, I feel like their division is going to be a whole lot harder next year with the emergence of Arizona and that defense. It was hard this year. They almost got in. I know, but they Arizona still came up like they came up short because they had a slow start. Like if Arizona would have started fast, like I don't see the San Francisco even being in the playoffs this year. But you know that's that's a whole bunch. That's a whole bunch I'm of like, what San Francisco didn't start off fast. We had question marks about them going in the beginning of the season. And really, if it wasn't for the loss against the Saints. Arizona would have been in there. They would have, but you know you can't let all them games slide. Like they, we shouldn't have been in the position we was in, but we went on the slide. Like everybody, it happens, bro. So it's not like you know that division has got tougher because they already had a tough defense. We knew that. We just didn't know how competent the offense was going to be, and it shows Bruce Arians. You know, with the Kango swag on, come in there, and he doing the damn thing on the offense. The defense is playing good. That defense is going to be a lot a lot stronger and healthier next year. And like you said, that division is going to be tough, but they still don't have a complete team like San Francisco do. San Francisco and Seattle got two complete teams damn near. So, I don't know. It's It's... I mean, you know, 2014 season a long way. Things gonna change. We don't know. Not gonna, not gonna get into that because that's some real speculation at its finest. Gotta know that, right? Now we're gonna wrap wrap things up in a minute. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one thing. Now, what you think about that whole Bynum Dane trade? And then we are gonna get out of here on that because I ain't talked to you about that. Well, on Chicago, on Chicago's part, okay. I do not, I I do not understand. Like they're not giving me any any, any confirmation. Like hey, I want to. Hey, I'm like, do the GM got the army fatigue zone? Say we ready, we tanking. That's why. That's what I'm trying to understand too. Like you, let me know if you're trying to rebuild. Okay, I'm cool with the move. You know, free up some space. You never know who you can get this in the free agency this year or next year. All right. But then at the same time, I don't understand why they just let go of Andrew Bynum instead of trying to get compensation for him somehow. They did get compensation. They got cap room. But, I mean, as a a player, because Andrew Bynum still, you can still, you know, get somebody or something for him, whether it be a draft pick. But, bro, he, he cleared waivers last week. And he's still not on the team. In order for them to not be on the books for like fifteen million, they had to let him go by that day. Uh, uh. 
I feel like they can get something. So you, this that's the thing though. If they would have kept him any longer, and nobody traded for him, they were on the books for Andrew Bynum at like fifteen million. I mean, they could have did it. They could have waited to the last second. They did. The very last second. They did. They waited till the last second, and then they released him. And boom. Matter of fact, I don't even think he was making $15 million. I think that's how much cap room they got. Don't quote me on that. I think, like, Bynum was making, like, six. And uh, But they just dumped dang salary because they were, you know, up and down about signing them already. And I was saying they shouldn't sign them. I was thinking, you know, either trade them for Carmelo or, you know, Go after Carmelo in free agency because you know you got defense on the team already. So add some offense. All you got to do is get this dude used to playing with Derrick Rose. That's going to take some time, but if he comes to Chicago, he's going to have to buy in. Now that was my line of thinking. They can still make that move now because they moved Dane and they got rid of Bynum's contract. Now they have the cap room. They're probably going to have a better pick in the draft. They're probably, like, Tom Thibodeau probably will not let them get to the lottery. He'll probably coach them to the sixth seed. But they're trying hard to get a lottery pick. Like, that's, that's you got to know they're trying to get a lottery pick. And... I don't like it's just that that's it sets up that situation they can go after another max player, you know, like I said, like Carmelo. You know, Paul George is locked up now, Kobe is locked up now, uh LeBron all but is going back. You know. I don't see Carmelo leaving either. He's probably not gonna leave either, but if I he goes anywhere, he's going to Chicago. Oh yeah, it's the only place for him to go. But it's that's one of those things. Like, do you want to look like that guy that jumped from team to team? And then I don't know. That does a lot of things to Carmelo's image, and it does a lot of things to I don't know to screw up the Knicks. But to me, if you was the Knicks, <laughs> I would have. I probably would trade him. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, bro. I would, de- man, with no problem, man. I would trade Carmelo and get some nice, give me a, a, a player and some draft picks. You know, like I would, I would have traded him for Dane and you know, like a and a draft pick or uh, I'm trying to think where else. You know, but I don't know. They, there's a lot of things. I, I'm not digging in the NBA yet, but I'm starting right now. Matter of fact, it's a homie on Route 4 I'm going to get up with, and we're going to break some of this down. But, uh, shit, man, we're going to wrap this one up, man. We're going to have to turn up again. Bro, we got to get some of the homies involved, bro, and uh, show you how, how the rundown going to go down now. Y'all can't see us on the Google Hangout right now, but coming soon, the rundown will be coming live to a hangout on air. So if y'all want to turn up with us about some of these sports, get some of that good talking, y'all can come right in with us. 
Anything you want to say about before we get up out of here, Slim? Man, nothing much. Nothing much. Can't wait for these next playoffs to come up, these next matchups. It's going to be an epic weekend, epic Sunday. But right. till next time, y'all, it's your way easy. Easy life. Catch me on Twitter, Facebook, everything. Google you, boy. Easy life. It's a whole new way of living. And I'll highlight y'all next time. Turn up. We're going to do one this week, again this week. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm ready for your Wednesday. All right. That's a bet. So, yeah, I'm going to chop this one up. We're going to put it out, and uh, we're going to get right back at y'all probably with something uh, probably a little less freestyle since we're going to take some time. But uh, it's your man, CL, at CL, the main event on Twitter. Uh, You can get at this podcast, at The Rundown Sports on Twitter, Google, all that and above. Y'all want to hit the fan line, 385-98-LEGO. LEGO. That's L-E-G-G-O. You know what I'm saying? Just in case you didn't. But uh, it's your boy, CL, and I'm out here. Peace. <laughs>